Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Dominique and I are really excited about today's podcast episode. And in the realm of all the things we've talked about so far on our podcast, this might be seen as a little bit more on the controversial side compared to what we have talked about already. Yeah, I feel like it would be a great thing just to mention a little disclaimer here that Everything we're going to be discussing is just coming from our hearts and our experiences. And by no means are we wishing to hurt anyone's feelings or judge in any way. Maybe some topics that might be triggering for some or uncomfortable. And again, we just want you all to know that this is just coming from our hearts and we feel that it's a really important topic to share more of our insights on. And the topic that we are discussing today is a topic that Dominique and I were really excited when we found out we had this in common because it's really not typical in our society for people to consciously decide to not have children. Obviously, the majority of people follow the obvious path of partnering and quote unquote, starting a family, one of my most hated phrases in the English language, because (laughs) I feel like I am part of a family already without children. But the idea that someone would choose not to have kids isn't really talked about. Obviously, there are a lot of people and couples out there who can't have children and desperately want them. And they are struggling with all of the heartache and trauma and emotions that that can bring to them. And that's definitely not what we're discussing today because that was not our experience. We both consciously decided that we did not want to have kids. And that is what we chose for our life. Yeah, definitely coming more from a perspective of individuals who are choosing on their own terms to just continue life, you know, on their own or with their partner, without their partner, and feel as if you're kind of whole just by being that. Yeah. I think very unintentionally, I don't feel like it's being done with any level of intentionality or vindictiveness or any... There's no ill feeling behind this idea in our society that everyone just assumes everyone's going to have kids because the majority of people do. And I think that that can seep into us from a very young age, thinking that there is only this one path in life and never questioning if it's the path that you want to be on. 
Yeah, kind of like the conditioning that we so often pick up from caregivers or parents or those that are closest to us. And then I don't know about you, Carrie, but when I was growing up and I was in high school and college and I just didn't have that maternal like drive, I felt like there was something wrong with me because so many of my friends were talking about like, oh, when they're married and when they have kids and and just everyone around me. And I was just like, mm, I don't I don't think I want kids. And I was actually looked at like I was losing my mind. That's amazing that you knew it so young yeah. because I didn't. I fell into that. This is what you do. You just you just want kids. But I do remember as a teenager, like I never like loved babysitting. It's like what, you know, we did to make money. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I feel so drained after like having to give so much of my energy to this child. And my mom would always say things like, oh, well, it's so different when it's your own kids. When you're taking care of someone else's, it's draining. And when it's your own child, it's fulfilling. That's what I've heard as well. Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned that because that was also a thought of mine. And actually, my dad remarried. And with his second wife, they have two boys. I was 17 when the first one was born and 19 when the second one was born. So I helped them out a lot with caring for them. And I mean, I love them to pieces. They're my brothers. But holy crap. It was so incredibly draining and it was like even more confirmation where I was like, I don't think I'm cut out for this. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think this is for me. Yeah. And like you, we've talked about before, it seems like you were really in tune with that piece of you at a younger age, but I just never had that thing that women talk about, that biological clock kicking in telling me to have kids. And I've been with the same partner since I was 25. I'm 44 now. And we talked about it for years when we were in that age, like early 30s, to start thinking about it. And it just never felt right. And we would have these conversations. And then we talked about maybe adoption would be better if we wanted kids. And we just, we'd always land on this conclusion that we didn't want our life to change. Like we loved how our life was exactly in that moment. And obviously our life has changed in other ways over the years, but adding children to it has never been the type of change that we have desired. And I feel really lucky that we've both been on the same page about that throughout our relationship. Absolutely. Because that's a definite hot like topic for relationships that can cause so much stress and misunderstanding. And, and of course, we change over the years. You know, our minds change and that's okay. That's how it works. Unfortunately, then that creates tension for those relationships that first agreed that they do want kids or don't want kids. And then it changes. And I mean, we're dynamic beings. We're constantly evolving. And I think that can be definitely a difficult thing. I also, it's interesting you mentioned like feeling as if you have a family, even though you don't have kids. I also think it's important for us to identify what is our definition of family? You know, kind of like, what is your definition of happiness or success? Everyone's definition is going to be so incredibly different and not based off of your conditioning, what you were taught to believe, but 
like within yourself, like what is your definition of family? And I love that you share, Carrie, that you feel that you have a family just with you and your partner. And, you know, if it's your actual family too, but that right there is fulfilling your needs. Yeah. I mean, and we see it kind of half-heartedly joking, you know, on social media of people talking about their pets are their children or, you know, dog mom or this. But I, if that is your family, that is just as valid as a traditional nuclear family with a man, a woman, and two kids. I have a friend who is single and not really by choice. And she's always wanted kids and it just hasn't worked out for her. And so she has two dogs and like, this is her family. Like she truly feels that that's her family. I also believe this is her family. Like she has a great friend network. She still has extended family, but she has created a loving home of she and her two dogs. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much love in that home. And I yeah. mean, I feel like to have a family, that's to create greater levels of love. I mean, ultimately, we are led by either love or fear. And so many other emotions are anchored under that. And love is the ultimate emotion. And if that house is filled with love by animals, as well as, you know, people and no children, it's still a loving home. It is still something to cherish and to be so incredibly grateful for. And it's, I don't know about, I don't know about you, Carrie, but when I was working like as a younger adult, like in my twenties, I would have people ask me like all the time, Oh, do you have kids? And I'm like, well, I have fur babies. And they're like, no, no, no actual like kids. And I'm like, Nope. And they're like, Oh, you will. Don't you worry. Mm -hmm. And, and I wanted to, wanted to be like, don't worry. Like, I don't, I wanted to just say like, no, I'm not having kids. Like my children are my animals. And I actually said once or twice that, no, I don't have kids. My children are my animals. And they just looked at me like I was so bizarre. Yeah. But you know, that's, that is my definition. That's where my heart is. And it, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's so like, it's a shame that we get judged as individuals who choose not to have children. And for me, I felt like that was the best decision for myself, for society, for everything that I could have made. Like that was the most selfless decision that I could have made. And yet I was being judged for it. Of course, nobody understands what's at those deeper levels when you're looking at somebody else, but it still hurts. Absolutely. And it's so funny that somehow it's gotten twisted that not having kids is selfish. Because mm -hmm. for me, like you said, it is the complete opposite. I mean, not even getting into like the environmental impact of overpopulation and the last thing we need is more people <laughs> on the planet, especially when there are so many children who need homes, but that's oh. a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. Um to me, it's just if I can't 100% fully be on board with a decision or with something in my life and I can't do it 
in a way that I desire and, you know, to do it in the best, most aligned and authentic way, which having kids never felt that way for me. Mm -hmm. To me, that is a selfish thing then to bring a life into this world when it's not at all what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. You were, you were listening to like your intuition, you were being true to yourself. And that is what every single one of us should be doing within our lives. And that means it's not a one size fits all. It's not going to look the same for everyone. So again, going back to the definition of family, it's not going to look the same for everyone and how society, you know, says, okay, you grow up, you go to school, you get married, you have kids, and then you become grandparents and die. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's path. that, yeah, it's like, nope, how are you going to be most authentic to yourself? And that seems like Carrie, that was your road to being true to yourself. Yeah. And like when you mentioned people assuming you wanted kids and having conversations with you without meaning to judge, I'm not like calling out right. that anyone was doing anything willfully, you know, to cause you harm or yeah, not at all. anything like that. But like, it's just so normal and ingrained in our society to expect that all mm. women want to be mothers, all couples are going to have kids. And it's like those little phrases that just pop out at me because I am so hyper aware of this topic mm -hmm. that people say all the time when you have kids when I have grandkids I actually had to just like very lovingly call out a friend of mine who said well when I have grandkids blah 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 and her kids are teenagers right now and I mm -hmm. said you don't know if you're gonna have grandkids like you have no control over that oh I will oh is you know what, what she said and I yeah. was like you might not <laughs> Right. You might not have children right. or have grandchildren. So uh, those types of comments can get into our subconscious mind and sort of plant this idea that there is only one path because, you know, you start mm -hmm. hearing even as a kid, your parents might say to you, well, when you have kids, you'll understand or those kinds of things. You know, what was probably one of the worst <laughs> Worst things I've heard someone say to me, and again, like it wasn't, you know, rude or they weren't trying to be like disrespectful in any way, you know, trying to make me uncomfortable, but it did make me very uncomfortable because they're like, are you sure you don't want to have children? You would make such beautiful babies. Oh, it's like, what? And for me, I was like, wait a minute. Okay. So you're telling me I should have kids because they would look good. That is horrible. That is the absolute worst reason for me to want to have children. Then I could not believe it. I was just, I was just in complete shock. I think I was silent for maybe a minute after that because I yeah. couldn't believe it was a patient that said that to me that I was working with and I just could not believe that they said that and I, yeah so I mean and obviously they meant it as a compliment to you yeah. that you are a beautiful person and people you know our society still really values beauty and so it's kind of like the lesser thing people say all the time to especially women I rarely have ever heard anyone say this to my partner but oh you're not having kids you'd be such a good mom mm. 
Mm, and I'm like, yeah, I know I would. I know yeah. I would actually be a good mother. Like I used to work with children. I worked mm -hmm. for 15 years with kids in public education. And I understand child development as a trained speech language pathologist. I understand all of like how to, you know, manage children's behavior and do all these things. But like, and I know I'd be good at it, but it doesn't mean I want to do it. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like I know I would be an amazing mother, but that is not a reason that I believe, you know, tops my decision mm -hmm. would change my decision. But it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, and another part of what goes along with what I said, that comment I received is with my upbringing and the trauma that occurred and especially around the sexual abuse that I went through, that definitely did not sit well for me. And again, this, this person knew nothing about my history, my background or anything. I know this was not meant to trigger me in any way, but it did. And I, I know that's definitely why it left me shocked for a little while, but yeah, I, I found that interesting how something that someone thought would be a nice comment ended up being something where I was like, is that all I'm good for then? You know, that mm. kind of story, that belief of mine coming up where it's like, am I only good for my looks? Like, what about all of the other qualities that I can bring? And so that, that obviously didn't sit well with me. And I know that my past is also a part of why I've decided to not have children because of my nervous system sensitivity. And I want to make sure that I am always in the best health possible to give fully to those that I love. And it was something that I prioritized, you know, my health and well-being over wanting to have children as well. So that that was another deciding factor. But the the topper of it was that I really was just happy with me and my family. Yeah. I thought of something while you were speaking about you wondering if this is all you were good for and relating that to your looks. And that made me think that it's the same idea that like, to some regard in our society, it's not in your face, but there is a messaging that this is the female gender's role in the world is to carry a baby and to help in the procreation process and I think there's still a lot of people who look at it in those basic terms that like well this is why we're here mm -hmm. this is your job as a woman who has you know a womb and a functioning reproductive system yeah to use it in this way yeah. Yeah. I know. It's again, you know, this is just coming from our hearts, our thoughts on it. I would like, Carrie, to touch on some common misconceptions because I think this would be really great to incorporate misconceptions around people who don't have kids. So we're just going to kind of like quickly throw some out. I know we already talked about one of the misconceptions is people feel that we don't like children. And I know you had mentioned that, no, I worked with children for 15 years and loved it. And for me, the same thing, like 
I was actually the person that my friends would come to when they needed a babysitter for their children. I loved it. It was so great. So when we kind of look at that misconception, that's one of those areas where I was like, no, nope, doesn't mean I dislike children just means I don't want them for myself. Yeah. And I love that role of like the cool auntie figure, like in a child's life, like with my friends who have older kids, it's been great, like being able to have a relationship with them that didn't feel motherly. It felt more like big sistery, I guess, because there was like, you know, you could give them advice if they needed it and you could be like a little bit it felt like I could be more honest about things that especially hard topics like sex or sexuality or whatever Mm -hmm. then maybe their parents felt comfortable being because parents put themselves in this parental role and I have to answer like a parent right instead of like a friend or a human or whatever so yeah oh that's interesting Yeah, I think another one too is, at least for for me, it's kind of like a two-way where it's like, oh, well, if you don't have children, then you have a great social life. And, you know, that's more because you want to be able to go out and have fun and just have all the friends. And then there's the side of, well, it's, it's actually quite a struggle to really be social and maintain friendships and even create new friendships because, I still have a lot of women my age who have children and I feel that I am often excluded because of that. So my friendships have fallen, you know, off with quite a few really good friends I had because when they had children, I was that person that just didn't fit in socially anymore. Right. And their priorities have changed. So maintaining friendships don't always make it to the top of the priority list for mothers, which I understand. And then they a lot of times want to be hanging around other mothers, whether it's through play dates or it just makes things easier with their kids. But yeah, I have definitely felt that same exclusion. I used to describe it to one of my friends as like, there are two clubs for women and the childless club and the you have children club. And we're all in the childless club together at one point. So we build this camaraderie and this feeling of sisterhood and these really deep friendships. And then people slowly start leaving that club and go into the club of people who have children, which means they'll always be in that club because once you're a mother, you're a mother. Yeah. Even once your kids are grown and you'll never be back in the child free club. And so it feels like this division is automatically created. And I think I took it a little bit more personally for whatever reason, whether it's like past little T traumas or whatever, but like it really did feel like almost a sense of abandonment mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because the friendship changes whether you, you know, even, no matter how hard you try, the friendship's going to change once one of the people have children and the other one doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you put that together, like the two clubs, like, wow. Yep. That makes total sense because yeah, I went through the same thing. And even with friends who had kids and I wanted to, you know, still hang out with the kids too. And that was still a struggle because 
of, again, the priorities shifting, creating newer friendships or just friendships that were more supportive for their needs now that they had children. And so it was something where I was like, okay, I understand. Like, I definitely understand. I worked hard to not take it personally, but it definitely hurt where I, I felt that abandonment. I was like, just because I am not a mother, I can't keep you as a friend. Like I can't have this connection with you the way that I want to still. And yeah, it it was, it was tough at first for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It can be really tough. Like I've had some friendships drastically change after people have kids. I've had some friendships change a little, but not drastically. I think it happened more with people who like I was living in close proximity to because if I already had like a long distance friendship, we were kind of just trying to keep friendship maintained through video chats and talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. But it's like when that like social part of going out and, you know, going to happy hour or going shopping or doing those kinds of things like completely become impossible, Mm -hmm. then it feels like such a drastic hit to the friendship or at least what the friendship used to look like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that I'm way less social now when I lost a lot of my friends who had children because they were the ones that I wanted to go out with. Like I I didn't purposely not have kids because I wanted to go out with like 20 something year olds that didn't have kids yet. It's like, no, like I lost the friendship on top of you know, some of the other things. I think another thing we mentioned here, misconception is that people often view us as being selfish or self-centered. And that was something as well that I kind of saw some friends, not like my good, good friends, but some friends probably viewing me that way because they felt so strongly about having children. And by no means... Is it based off of, I can say that for myself, I don't know about you, Carrie, but no means is it based off of being selfish or self-centered because I have so much love that I give to many other people in my life, including myself by being true to myself and what I want for my life. So that in the past had been hurtful as well. How about, how about you? Did you ever get that vibe of being selfish or self-centered? A little bit, but I very intentionally reframed the word selfish in my mind to be a positive thing. Like if people want to call me selfish, I almost, no one has called me selfish to my face, but if someone would, I would say thank you to them (laughs) because (laughs) I would take it as a compliment because I tell people, or I used to tell people this, luckily once you're in your forties, people like bug you a lot less about having kids yeah luckily but in my 30s I would say listen the three s's are really important to me silence solitude and sleep and you lose those three things for a big chunk of your life when you have kids that's awesome I'm not willing to let those things go those things are like top priorities and values for me Yep. And, and it's one of those things where I feel very passionate about always addressing my needs, especially over the years that I have become a recovering people pleaser. 
I see how much it impacts not only my life and well-being, but the people around me. So the years I spent most of my life being a people pleaser, I was miserable. I was unhappy. If I was unhappy, that was going to make other people unhappy and feel as if, you know, they need to do something to help me or whatever it may be. And that just wasn't the case. I wasn't being true to myself. I wasn't being selfish. And now that I know how important that is to prioritize yourself, then that's now one of my main priorities in life because that's the only way we are going to be able to give fully to others the way they deserve and the way we desire to. 100%. I completely agree. I have loved chatting about this with you today. It is something that I feel very passionately about, but I don't talk about very often with very many people because I don't know, it's one of those times in my life that I still feel like maybe I should edit myself a bit because of not wanting to make anyone feel bad or feel like I'm judging their decisions because I'm absolutely not in any way, shape or form. And I think it's just that fear of myself being judged, which hopefully that's all perceived and it's not actually the case because like we've talked about on many different episodes of this podcast, it's all about self-compassion, compassion compassion for others, and just living with a lot less judgment and allowing for people to be their authentic selves. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.